0: Howdy, folks and welcome to the hunting stories podcast i'm your host michael and as usual we got a good one for you today uh, today we can't connect with uh ty forbes ty is a uh, eastern hunter he's actually from massachusetts um and i'll be honest when i invited him to be on the podcast or asked him to join me uh, i thought he'd been hunting his whole life but he surprised me with an amazing story of how he started hunting and uh needless to say i found out he's only been going at it for three to four years but you would never know Um, So that being said, I'm going to go ahead and just let him kick this thing off. But guys, um, if you're out there, feel free to uh, share this podcast with at least one other friend. It's the only way that we grow. Um, It's a way that we hear more great stories is by just sort of expanding our reach. So go ahead and share it with someone. Um, Now let's go ahead and kick this thing off and let Ty tell you some of his stories. All right, Ty, welcome to the Hunting Stories podcast,
1: brother. How are you? What's going on, man? Uh, finally, we uh, got this to work out here since last October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you, you I've been trying harder than anyone to to
0: get on this podcast. And I understand, you know, the season, you were going crazy, which I hope we get to hear some of those stories. But uh, it seems like you're either, you're always in the woods, always working, always with your family, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, right?
1: Yeah, I love it, man. That's pretty much uh, family first, woods second, job job third. But yeah, I just, I love it, man. I love staying busy and staying active and, you know, trying to set a good example for the kids and whatnot.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's, let's kick this thing off right and let you just straight up introduce yourself and let the people know who they're going to be hearing some stories from today.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm i I'm Tyler Forbes. Um, I reside in uh, Massachusetts, probably about 30 minutes outside of Boston, Um, pretty much a suburban bow hunter. Um, a lot of small pockets of woods, certainly not a tracker, not a big wood guy. I've actually only been hunting for <clears throat> this going into my fourth year full-time hunting. i um, oh, wow. really taking it seriously. And, um, yeah, I got a lovely wife who supports everything I do and my passion. I have a, a five-year-old son, Beckett, a three-year-old daughter, Rosalina. And, uh, you know, this whole family is pretty much just geared towards, the outdoors the outdoors and supporting uh you know veterans and law enforcement and yeah that's kind of it's kind of what we do here
0: that's awesome man that's awesome i would never have guessed you've been only doing this for four years i've been following you on instagram and you put down some great deer i mean you've been you've been going after it so let me ask you so four years of, of just hunting in general four years of like really pushing the effort like how, how long have you been hunting your like your whole well, life
1: I- I, uh, I didn't touch a bow until three years ago, bro.
0: <laughs> no way. No way. Yeah. That's amazing, brother.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's probably going to be my first story, really, Um, kind of how I got in hunting.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, shit, let's just kick it off. I, but I'm going to just say, like, I had no idea. I would have guessed you hunted your entire life, the way that you put <laughs> some stuff out there, and then the, the, the animals that you put down. So good on you, man. I, I've been hunting longer than that, and I suck at it. So you've, you've figured it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I, appreciate the, I appreciate the good words, man, but I'm, I'm just learning every day. I'm still learning. I just love it. You know what I mean? I love it. And, um, you know, when I get a passion for something, I really, uh, you know, I do it 360 days a, a year and, uh, you know, just well, not 360 days, 350 days a year, but I just love it. You know what I mean? Okay. It's um,
0: yeah, I love yeah, it, man. Well, let me ask you this. This is a, this is an interesting question. What was the catalyst that took you from not hunting until all of a sudden, you know, you're the, the, the killer that you are now. Man,
1: so I grew up without a dad until the age of 28 years old. Um, you know, I I had a stepfather in my life who who, who was a who was a good dude and, and and did me right and was was a great father figure um, for the 28 years of my life. Um, but obviously, you know, not having a dad in my life, um, a biological father in my life, you know, it it kind of weighed down on me throughout the first 28 years of my life. You know, wondering, you know, why didn't he want to be around and and things like that. Um, he wanted to be around. He just wasn't allowed to be around. And, you know, we won't get really into, into, uh, into that subject so much, but, um, man, 28 years old. uh, I think it was 2019. Um, my wife was just like, you know, let's, um, let's send him a letter, you know, let's send him a letter and see, uh, let's get his side of the story. Let's let him talk. Let's, you know, let's see if he wants to sit down with you and, and really, uh, get to know you so yeah, yeah, that's, uh,
0: that's cool that your wife was kind of that catalyst to bring that relationship yeah in, me it takes, it takes a strong woman um to kind of see the the pain in her man i'm, I'm assuming that she saw something there um yeah but that's, yeah that's,
1: that's my, my wife weird. uh she's my high school sweetheart. We've been together since I was 16 years old. So she's kind of, uh, she's, she's just, she's my rock, you know, she's been in my life forever. And, um, you know, now we're coming up on 17 years together. She's yeah. it's ha- half of my life, man. So yeah. she knows me, she knows me better than I know myself really. Um, I bet. And, uh, yeah, I remember she was just like, let's, let's send him a letter, you know, let's see, let's see what happens. You know I mean? I had some family uh, issues going on. Um, with my side of the family and whatnot. And, um, you know, I had a feeling that that was probably the winch that kept him away. And, and, um, yeah, sure. As shit, dude. friggin', I sent a letter and two days later, I got an email back from uh, my stepmother, uh, his wife of 30 plus years. And, uh, and, um, Did you send an yeah. actual letter? Or did you send an email as well? I, I sent an actual letter. Yeah. Like an oh. actual, uh, letter via the mail. Yeah. And, um, okay. And they sent me an email back. I left my email on there, my address and whatnot, but, um, they, they wanted to get the, the response to me quickly. So they, they sent an email and, um, yeah, they wanted to meet and, uh, pretty cool. Uh, he, he, he lives in, uh, Massachusetts, probably only about 35, 40 minutes away from me. Um, you know, being a police officer, I knew where he lived, you know what I mean? Like, it's not hard to know that stuff. And, um, and, uh, yeah, so. We had my son, Beckett, in April, um, and we went up there. Yeah, jeez, we went up there 2019, so almost a year later, we went up there. Beckett was almost a year old, yeah. and uh, we met him for the first time. And you know, I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, being a police officer and and and, and things like that, and um, that was probably the scariest moment of my life, um, was to meet my dad for the very first time at the age of 28. Oh, uh, man. You know, I, I grew I grew up thinking he wanted nothing to do with me. He left me in the hospital. With my mother, um, things like that. So I had a lot of. It was scary, man. You know when, um you know people you know people that have people that have had a father figure their whole life. They, they you know they don't they don't grasp that. But it was pretty scary because in your mind you think this person doesn't want to be with you, but you're also scared because if that's true, you don't want to really rehash what you've been thinking your whole life. So. Pulling into his drive, it was probably the scariest thing of my life. And I remember I got out of the car, I looked at my wife, I'm like, are we really doing this? Should we just kind of go home? And she said, No, we'll be okay. And we got back out of the car. And man, the uh, what 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 a what a what a moment in time. And uh, I'll just never forget his smile, his laugh, his hug, and you know, we cried and stuff like that and talked and know i learned a lot of things that i didn't know about throughout my first 28 years of life um about him and and the things that he tried to do and his trials and tribulations trying to you know be with me and things like that so um that was pretty um pretty pretty heartwarming but also kind of like gut-wrenching too knowing the other half um but it is what it is um i remember that first day i met him um he's a big time hunter. He's a big time outdoorsman. And, um, yeah, he's a big fisherman. He's got a boat. He, he does commercial fishing and lobstering, and, um, he was a coon hunter for years with his dog and, um, just a real big time outdoorsman. And, um, I remember he asked me if I, if I was an outdoorsman and I said, you know, no, not really. I'm like, I, you know, I'll, I'll fish a little bit in the lakes and, and things like that. I said, you know, but I, I you know, I grew up a, an athlete. Um, and, and pretty crazy but he he watched me through the newspapers and stuff he watched me growing (laughs) up from the outside but um I played baseball and football and I went to college and played baseball and and um and yeah so he knew I was an athlete and whatnot but um he wasn't 100% sure if I hunted or anything like that um I told him I didn't um uh, he, he asked if I'd be interested in it and you know I see all the mounts on his walls and you know the mounted big stripers he had and fish he had on the walls and you know why would you not say yes you know why would you not yeah. say i'm interested you know what i mean i i, I would have done in that moment i would have done anything to to just get another chance you know another second talking to my dad you know i mean 28 years stolen uh, you know a lot of things that he missed uh, of my accomplishments in life it was uh there's a pretty surreal moment so i said yeah i'd be interested in hunting for sure and um I remember, uh, Viv, my stepmother and my, my wife, Rihanna, they were, they were chatting and in, in the, uh, the kitchen and, and my dad's like, Hey, come out back. So we went out back. He's got a ton of land out back and whatnot. And, and, uh, he brought a, but he brought his bow outside his old bow. It was a 2015 Bowtech Tomcat, man, like a wicked old bow. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh he's like, let's, you know, he, we didn't even have it sighted in for me. We didn't have the arrows right for me or anything like that. But he's like, Hey, let's let, let's, let's just shoot, you know? And it was something that we were able to do together and, um, and kind of like talk about life and, and and what it was kind of what we had missed. And, uh, and right from that start, I just was like, wow, you know, I love You know, it felt cool shooting the bow and he, he gave me that bow. Um, I have it over here. I don't have it over here, but he gave me that bow and, um, it's upstairs in my son's room now, but he gave me that bow and, um, he gave me a target and, you know, um, at the ending of our, our first time ever meeting each other and talking with each other and, uh, and whatnot, um, I brought that home and and I shot every day. I just, I wanted to, I just wanted to do whatever I could to get myself closer to him every day. Um, so I just kept shooting every day and, this was, uh, I think it was March, March. So, um, you know, my goal was, man, by, by, by the fall of 2019, let, us let, roll. You know, I wanted to hunt. Yeah. Um, so over the summer we fished and everything. I went out with him on the boat all the time and we had a good time. And then the fall rolls around and, um, my first year hunting, bow hunting, man, I didn't, I, uh, dude, I, I knew nothing about hunting. Like absolutely nothing. I, he gave me a climber that was like 90 pounds and was about to like fall apart, but I still used it. <laughs> and um, I just didn't know really anything about hunting. So that first year I just kind of, I sat in the tree. I watched a ton of deer. I just, I soaked in the environment. I soaked in the outdoors. I soaked in the, the, the woods and the critters waking up in the morning. I soaked up them going back to bed at night. I, I just, I soaked everything up and I tried to learn everything from a spectator view that first year. I, ne- I never raised the bow to shoot it. I never shot the bow. I never got a harvest, nothing. Um, the following year, man, everything changed. I mean, we're going into year two of my dad. Um, he's in my life with my kids, my wife, Oh Beckett, we just had our daughter. Um, He's an unbelievable grandfather, father-in-law to my wife. That's just a great, man. just a great dude. And uh, and man, that second year of bow hunting, it, 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 game on, dude! I I I tagged out in mass for two bucks. Um, I killed two doe, and um, and I was hooked. I was hooked. And 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 here we are, 2023. I uh, just had a probably my best year ever, 2022. And um, and I th- yeah. you know I, I'm preparing for a better year, 2023.
0: I bet, man. Dude, I, Ty, that's such a cool story. I mean, it obviously starts with a, a sad 27 year, 28 year start there. Yeah. But like, no one ever would expect such a beautiful, like, blossoming, like, it's your personality, right? Like, it's who you are now as this hunter. And uh, it's obviously in your blood, right? It's, um, yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's one of the coolest stories I've heard. I've been doing this for a year. And, um, I've heard a lot of stories and I don't think any of them made me like, just like feel, it was, I don't know, warm and fuzzy. I don't know if that's the right term, yeah. but I felt warm and fuzzy feeling what you were telling me there. So that's super cool, man.
1: Yeah. I get, uh, I get chills talking about it all the time and you know, right. it's just, uh, you know, me and my dad still going in the woods together. I, uh, we were just in the woods yesterday, Turkey hunting. And, um, yeah, hey, it's just, uh, it's funny, man. I'm like, uh, uh, it's just, uh, it's surreal, dude. It's it's so surreal. And it's just, um, you know, it's like, yeah, we, we may have lost those first twenty eight years of life, but you know, now it's, 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 it's game on for the rest of our lives. So it's, it's pretty special and um, it definitely, I don't take any day for granted for sure. That That's a yeah. fact.
0: That's cool. And it's, a, it's amazing that he's such a good grandpa too. It's like yeah. really important, especially yeah. if uh, he could have just, you know, mailed it in being like, Hey, I've been gone this long. I'll just, you know, say hi and move along, but he, he's there and he wants to, he wants to be a part of not only your life, but your kids' lives. And that's, 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 yeah, yeah.
1: yeah he's uh, yeah, for sure. He's, he's an unbelievable grandfather and uh, he's just a good guy in general, man. He's always happy. He's always go lucky. And uh, we yeah. had, we actually, Forbes wasn't even my last name, man. It was uh, after we met him after like a year and a half, two years, um, our kids were young. We decided to change our name, uh, from McElman to Forbes, um, just to make sure that that was my biological name and the right name. And, and we wanted our kids to grow up with the blood that they had and, and, and the actual name name. So, so there it, has been a lot of changes in my life throughout throughout, And, um, you know, I, you know, I don't regret anything.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. I, I would say, I mean, this is a little off subject, but when you sent me the email that sent you the invite, I was like, I don't, I'm confused by this email address, but,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> you obviously changed yeah. your name, but yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Well, I have a million questions, but that's not really why we're here um, <laughs> at some point. I'm sure I'll ask them to you, but really what we want to get into is more your hunting stories. And that was yeah. by far the coolest, how'd you get into hunting story I've ever heard. And probably anyone that's listening ever heard, but why don't you dive into it? I know you wanted to tell about your first hunt
1: yeah man let's let's uh let's talk about my first harvest um so I was going into my like second year hunting um at this point um didn't really know what scouting was um didn't really have many trail cameras didn't really know much about anything other than what I observed and spectated the year before um Mm -hmm. I shot a lot in the off season um to prepare but from like a uh, finding sign and things like that. I, I didn't, I didn't even know what a scrape was, but Hey, whatever our first hunt, I think it was like October 9th. Um, me and me and my best buddy there, uh, John, um, he had been hunting for a few years and, and he's like, Hey, well, you know, let's, let's go hunt together. I'll, I'll you know, I'll just go up in the tree next to you and, and just chill out while you, while you hang out. And if, and if, if something comes through, shoot it, you know what I mean? So I was like, all right, sounds good. You know, that's my first hunt. And, I've never, you know, my first, it's, it's my first hunt of that second year. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go have fun. You know what I mean? So, so we're up in the tree and I remember, <laughs> he was in a saddle at the time, man. And, uh, you know, he, he, he got up the tree super quick, man. And I, I'm sweating bullets. Cause I got my dad's climber that's falling apart. The cables are about to snap. It's like 90 pounds. It's dude. I just, you know, it's just, I was sweating bullets. I'm like, this sucks. Like eventually, yeah, a bit work get, to get up there. yeah, eventually this is going to get easier for me. You know what I mean? But I, I finally got up there, and it's like you know, I, I had to go up, and then I had to get down again because because the 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 platform was like pitched high. So I'm like, what the heck, you know? So I end up finally getting up there and settled in, and and you know, my buddy John is shooting the shit from tree to tree, and we're, we're just chatting away, and you know. um your first harvest i don't think it really hits you until afterwards because i just did not expect to see a thing like i really did not expect this deer. period um i didn't know shit about the wind or thermals or you know really nothing we were just there having a good time in my eyes so i'm yeah. sitting in the tree and all of a sudden behind um behind us we hear some we hear some like rustling in the leaves and you know uh there were some jack pines there was a ton of jack pines so you couldn't really see anything but you could hear something over there and um all of a sudden, at like forty-five yards, pops out a doe. So my buddy's like, "Hey, there's a doe right there." I'm like, "All right, sounds good." You know, I'm like, "Should I shoot now?" He's like, "No, no, no, too far." So <laughs> I, you know, I, yeah, I, I did. I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." He's like, "Do you have your uh, let range?" Let me find?
0: ask you real quick. I'm trying to picture this in my head, but like, you, I know he's in another tree. Like, how far apart are these trees?
1: Uh probably like, probably like ten feet, if that. You know, he's okay. pretty, he's okay. pretty close. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I had a range finder one night. He's like, "You got a range finder?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "All right, we'll just." you know, pick a couple of trees out in front and out to the left where, you know, where she is and and try to get a distance within 30 yards. So I'm like, all right, sounds good. So I do that. I do that. And all of a sudden she, she comes in and she came into like 27 yards and, um, I had my I had my Bowtech Tomcat man that my dad gave me. I used that for my first kill, my first few kills. Um, yeah. I I used that bow. 2015 freaking Tomcat. i uh, 2005, excuse me. I keep saying 2015. It was a 2005 Bowtech Tomcat, dude. Super old bow. We're talking it's 2020 now, and um, dude, she came in and she came in, and I just I pulled back and. I put the sight right on her. I was hoping the arrow was going to hit her. I had no clue where it was going to go cuz I've never shot an animal before in my life. Dude, I freaking I smoked her like, dude, I double-lunged her. And she took off and I just remember she ran circles for like 20 yards and she just, she legit dropped right in front of us. We saw her drop. And I just remember looking over at my, my best buddy and he's just dying laughing. He's like, he's laughing. I'm laughing. I'm like, I'm excited, but I'm like, what the hell just happened? Did that really happen? (laughs) It was a riot, man. And the whole time, like my, I feel like, like the platform of this big clunky freaking climbers like shifting i'm like i'm gonna fall um but dude it was just an, it was an unbelievable it was an unbelievable moment and uh um, yeah. feel, feeling and uh dude that was like like i i thought i was hooked and and then I, I got my first harvest and it was uh man it was just um crazy and then i got my first buck and then i got my second buck then i got my third my second doe and and that was the season so um but that that was a big um that was a big story of that year. Um, that was a big story of that year. And obviously, you know, my, my buck, my first, my first, uh, not my first buck, my second buck of that year, um, was probably the biggest story of like getting a buck. It's, I was a police officer in the town, you know, in the town I worked as a police officer. I remember driving around during a wicked storm. Um, it was like two o'clock in the morning. And uh, I'm driving around doing some building checks um, at a local place where they're where they're doing construction and stuff like that. There's a ton of woods around. It's a very suburban area, but there's, there's, there's a decent amount of woods. So I'm driving down this um, construction road and, and I look to my left and, you know, I'm using my spotlight to obviously check the the, the equipment that's in the area and make sure nobody's broken into it and blah, blah, blah. So I see this buck dude laying under this big hemlock and he's got a nice rack and he just staring at me and I'm like, holy moly, like that's a nice buck. And then he stands up and he walks away and he had like a limp to him. So the very next morning I had a training, uh, probably like an hour away from where I was. And it was, the training was supposed to go to like three 30 in the afternoon. And, uh, I remember I found out who the owner was of the construction the construction, uh, the president of the construction company that owned the development. I called, yeah. I tried calling him. I called his <laughs> son. I, call, I called everybody okay. that morning on my way to the training to see if I could get permission to hunt here. Um, I ended up talking to the mechanic who got me in touch with his son, who was the, the vice president and whatnot. And he's like, I'm like, hey, listen, I just want a bow hunt. You know, I'm new to hunting and, you know, I'm a police officer in town. Like, I just want a bow hunt. I'm not going to use a gun or anything like that. And he's like, all right, sounds good. Yeah, ha- have at it. And, have fun. I'm like, all right, sounds good. Cool. How, how so, big is this property? Uh, it's probably like 37 acres. Okay. Not, 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 not super small, but not, not, not big, but it's definitely getting developed now. And now it's like unhuntable now it's, it's pretty crazy. But, um, so I'm in training and all I'm thinking about is like, I hope this training gets out early so I can get back and, 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 and hunt well training ends at noontime dude at lunch time at lunchtime oh, right. lunchtime the the instructors like hey we're cutting it i got i got a, i get something to do i got a another affair i gotta to go to so i i fly home i get i get back to the station at like 1 pm i had i had all my gear in my car and and i was ready to go and i had that big clunky climber and i remember by the time i got to the wood by the time i got there out of the station and changed up it was like 1.45. i ended up lugging that that climber back in i lugged it in and i got probably within like 20 yards of where that buck was the night before yeah um and i just picked a tree and i'm like hey whatever i you know i didn't really know anything about oaks or food sources or anything like that now <laughs> i just walked in because i saw a buck the night before you know what i mean yeah. it's a storm enough, the right? buck was there and the buck was limping so i'm thinking i'm thinking like hey i don't think this buck's gonna go far so i get up in the tree it's probably like two fifteen, and and you hear construction going on. These guys are working on the, you know, the, you know, the excavators are going and, and all this stuff is going on around you and it's, it's super loud. I'm like, there's going to be no deer coming out. And uh, all of a sudden <laughs> four, four o'clock rolled around. I swear to God, four o'clock rolls around. You hear the air horn go, all the machines shut off. Everyone jumps in their trucks and they all go down that construction access road. And now it is quiet as can be. It's like four Oh five. And it is quiet. And, um, 4:15. I look at my phone. 4:15 rolls around. I look at my phone, and two bucks come over, and then another buck comes over. This draw right into this oak flat where I am, and I'm like, "Wow!" Like that. It was like, per, like these deer pattern people so good, and they just pattern everything so good. Like I remember just sitting there in my stand, and I'm like like this is legit a game of chess. Like this is, this is what I love about this. And um, yeah, um so cool. I, I remember just standing there. I remember just standing there, dude. And my bow was in my left, my left side. It should have been on my right, but it was on my left side. And I remember, I remember just sitting there and I'm like, trying not to move. I'm getting like cramped. Cause I'm like super still. And yeah, man, it was that it, one of the bucks was the buck that I saw the night before. Um I had that was buck- he the
0: nicest of the three.
1: He was the nicest of the three
0: okay.
1: and, um, they were feeding and the two other bucks started going back into the swamp. And I saw him starting to slowly make his way back to the swamp, following those other two bucks. They probably caught my wind or something like that, but I didn't know anything about the wind at the time or, or how to play it. And, um, I just remember, I was like, if he comes into that opening, head him back to that swamp, I'm just going to let him have it. And I think he was at like 24 yards, 23 yards. And, uh, did I smoke him and. Awesome. Uh, I, thought, I thought I heard him crash I wasn't sure uh, but he only went like 60 yards and then a buddy of mine Brandon Ashford my buddy my buddy John um, rice who was with me in my first harvest and my dad this is the first time my dad uh my first time my dad was with me to pull out a deer man and uh and it was a nine pointer and he's actually upstairs right now um he's, he's he made the uh he made the the living room uh, wall <laughs> the basement. but uh, that was my first. That was my first time that I realized the type of work that, that was involved in killing bucks, Um, the scouting, the Intel, the driving around, the, the, the getting, the, getting a permission to hunt, the knowing the wind and just, just kind of trying to figure out these deer. And at that point in time, I just fell in love with not even the harvest, man, just kind of the chase. Like I just fell in love with it and, and it's been it's it's been a love a love ever since you know it's it's it's, so cool
0: yeah i um i've only been really whitetail hunting once this guy over my shoulder here uh, Mm -hmm. south texas and it was blind luck like i I can't say that there's any skill involved i just showed up and he was that's a nice
1: buck though right there (laughs) yeah right that's pretty on your wall man
0: yeah i like him um and i I don't know if i've ever scored him i think he's like a one 35 some somewhere Mm -hmm. there i i I did it but like like i have a clue on how to score deer so (laughs) (laughs) um either way like uh the 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 chess game is that's something that i've gotten into with elk like i've done a fair amount of elk hunting haven't been that successful do have one down but like it's just the the art of hunting is as appealing as the harvest is in hunting and it's it's a fun thing i agree Um, let me ask you a question. Are you, should you shoot lefty? Is what I'm hearing. No, I,
1: well, I shoot righty. I shoot righty, but the the way the boat, the way I had my bow for that harvest, it just, it was not in a, in a practical position. I had it more so like behind me to my left instead of really right to my left where it should have been. And, Gotcha. And I, I had to do a whole 180 to get the bow and then another 180 back to, to make the shot. So it was pretty... Uh, gotcha, okay. It was pretty crazy. That's funny. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I, I just went into my first tree stand hunt ever. I went to hog hunting uh, in like Central Texas.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: end up in this tree stand and I'm like, oh man, there's hooks. There's hooks all over the place. Like, what are these things for? And then I realized, oh, they're for my bow. So I just started hanging my bow on stuff. And I spent like the first hour just like twisting around in my chair, like pretending that I'm shooting... <laughs> you know, hogs trying to figure out where's the best, which one of these hooks is the best hook to do, but it, it's an art, man. You gotta, you gotta know and, and put things in the right place to make sure that you, you, you have the opportunity. Absolutely. That being said, I sat there for hours and didn't see a damn thing. So, uh, it it, it, it did, happens it a lot. Much.
1: <laughs> it happens a lot.
0: Yeah. I was on this, uh, it's a high caliber hunt. It's basically a group of men that get together to just like have hard conversations, talk about life and, and hunt some hogs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we, uh, we, we, no one out of like eight of us saw any hogs other than one at like midnight one night. We were sitting around the fire and we had a cellular camera. Uh, but needless to say, they put down a 300 plus pound hog. Like, wow. wow a hoss.
1: That's unbelievable.
0: Um, yeah. And I'm going to save that story for another podcast. Maybe I'll tell you afterwards. But wow. um, he was castrated. He had one of his ears cut off and he was a monster. Just wow. a monster. 300 100- pounds. Yeah, it took uh, – two guys tried to get it up and into the, the like, Ranger to mm-hmm. get it back to camp. Two guys couldn't lift it. Uh, it took three guys. And realistically, I, I lifted it a couple times with four, and I was like, I don't know how you did this with three. A huge hog. Wow. And so the scale that we had stopped at 270, put him on the scale, and the scale just snapped. Like, so we, we don't really know how big he was. but
1: He could have uh, been bigger.
0: Could have been, could have been over 300. Definitely 300, over
1: 300. 300 plus, yeah, 300 plus. 300-plus uh, pound uh, hog is insane.
0: Yeah. My, my understanding is that, like, whoever found him cut off his nuts. Apparently, when you do that, they no longer are worried about ladies, meaning they don't lose a lot of weight. So they just uh, get fat. Running around, so they just gain weight. And This this is the first wild hog, and I've seen probably 15 to 20 wild hogs cut up. First one I've ever seen that had full-on bacon. Like, normally they're too lean um, to have bacon, but this guy was – was, wow. was I mean, I think the best word is a porker.
1: So Yeah yeah no, pun, <laughs> no 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 intended, right <laughs> <laughs> right
0: right but yeah man dude that's cool so what did uh what did that deer score the your first actually I,
1: I never got him scored he was a nine pointer um point. pretty nice deer uh, he's he's probably like i don't know maybe 110 115 right around there maybe maybe a little yeah 100, 105 110 115 in that in that in that range yeah. Um, nothing crazy, but for me, I mean, that was a big year. First deer. First year? That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that was a, that was a big buck for me. That was, that was my second buck that year. My first buck was a, a small five pointer. Um, okay. uh, but that was like my first, that was my first like taste of chasing a buck. Like I saw him the night before and I killed him within 24 hours. Um, that was pretty special to me. Um, and then this past year, really cool. yeah. And then 2021 was a good year. Um, you know, other than just spending some time with my dad and friends in the woods, um, really no big giants. I missed a absolute, I missed a really big deer. I, it was a low shot and that sucked. But going into uh, this past season, 2022, um, it's actually funny. The deer we were just talking about that I, that I was able to kill um, in 2020, um, as we were waiting on the, uh, the construction road um, to go in there and, and get them and, and bring them out, drag them out. Uh, my buddy, John was looking down the construction road with his, with his headlamp and a massive buck walked right across the uh, construction road. And, uh, of course. He, he's like, he's like the G the G threes just were pointing. They were big, you know, they were nice. And, uh, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, hopefully I can get a buck like that, you know, next year. Cause I was tagged out at that point. So I ended up because of that buck that John saw, I ended up throwing a couple of cameras out there for the rest of December. And, um, and I still was on dope patrol and whatnot. So I still, I still sat in that area. Um, but I kept getting this buck that had these big G threes and they looked like daggers. And I, I, I was like, you know, I'm going to name this buck daggers. And, uh, yeah, this is a story I've wanted to hear for a while, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. So this was <laughs> 2020. I, I saw this buck on camera in the same area where I shot that nine pointer and I got permission. And, um, I named that buck daggers just from the start of it. And, you know, I like naming them, man. It's, it's something I like to do. It's something fun. It's an identifier. And I know some people don't like the naming and, and stuff like that, but it, it makes it fun. You know what I mean? And, and at the end of the day, it's all about fun and and, and having, having a good time. So I named them daggers and um, I had them on camera a bunch through December. And I remember sitting in the stand trying to get a doe end of December. And I remember he walked by and I couldn't shoot him because I didn't have a, a buck tag and, he Ooh, just, he just looked, burned him that year. Yeah. I could have, I could have shot him that year and he looked great on the hoof and um, that was the last time I saw him. Um, I had him on camera. I actually, after that season in 2020 um, I'd never shed hunted before in my life. I'm still new to hunting. I didn't even know really what shed hunting was, but they were like, <laughs> Hey, if you just walk around the woods. You can find antlers. So I remember one day it was pouring rain and I told my wife, I'm like, Hey, I'm just going to go get some exercise and go for a walk and try to find some antlers. I, I don't know if I'll find them. I don't even know what I'm looking for. And, um, dude, sure. Shit. That same area. I found daggers, um, uh, his right side, his right side of his antler. And, um, uh, immediately uh, again, I was hooked on this deer and I found his, his right antler. I couldn't find his left antler. Um, but going into the 2021 season, um, I had him on camera, man, maybe like five times tops, not a lot. Um, he just kind of like disappeared. The acorns were garbage um, that year in that area. And it, that, that whole that whole parcel was basically all oaks. And I got probably an additional eight pieces of private property permission surrounding that piece. So I had a lot of land there, um, but the oaks just weren't good. And this is 2021 is a year I really started to dive into know, filming and, and really studying these deer and scouting and looking at topography maps and, um, e-scouting. And I really took like a, I really became obsessed with this. Um, I became obsessed with this in 2021 and really just treated it more, more like a job than anything. I just loved it. I was like, there was, there was nothing job feeling about it. It was just my passion. So I did everything I could to try to get on daggers. And, um, end of the day, I, I I didn't see him on the hoof once. Um, I had him on camera, maybe like I said, a handful of times and, um, going into the off season, I remember, uh, uh I knew a guy who was a state trooper here in Massachusetts and, uh, he hit me up and he's like, Hey, he goes, I heard you, you hunt the area cause everyone knows where everyone hunts. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> suburban, suburban areas. And, uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, why well, what's up? And, he's like, Oh, buddy of mine hunts right by you. And, uh, so forth, so forth. And, uh, man, those guys have become like best friends. Uh, Joe Hall, Joe Hall, he's, he's a, he's a great hunter. He's a great mentor. He's become a really good friend of mine. We're both cops and, uh, just a real good dude. But anyway, he introduced me to this guy, Steve, who has also become a really good friend. And, um, he hunted on a, uh, probably like a hundred acres. Um, that was pretty close to me, same vicinity. Um, he's a guy's a real smart dude. He's, he's got a bunch of, um, food plots in the area. And, um, I think daggers was over there a ton because the acorn, the acorn mass where I was, was just awful. So Steve being a great guy, he actually shared a bunch of photos of daggers with me, um, in that off season after 2021 season, he had a, he had daggers on camera, a ton daylight, um, just a ton. And, um,
0: that's cool. A quick question I want to ask in regards yeah. to like Massachusetts. Um, you guys are all hunting basically private land that you just have access to, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's pub- there, there. there's definitely public, but um, yeah, to, to hunt, to, you can hunt private land um, with owner's permission. But if it's not posted, you can still hunt it. Okay.
0: So if it's not posted, no hunting, you can still hunt it.
1: If it's, if it's posted at all, you cannot hunt it unless you have permission. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay.
0: Um, and then as far as like, it sounds to me like you're getting pretty permission pretty easy is, is just like the mentality of the area where people are like, yeah, yeah, get out there go have fun. Or is it more because maybe, um, like you've had success with, with asking for permission because you are a cop.
1: Um, I, I, I think the job definitely helped gain some trust right off the, right off the bat. I mean, I'd be lying lying if I said no. I mean, um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm nothing special from speaking, but, um, what I, what I can say is I, I never initially said I was a cop. I okay, always, I, I, I always told my story. I said, listen, I'm a new hunter. I just met my dad at the age of 28. I'm trying to get into hunting to be like my dad, to, to spend more time with my dad. You know, is there any way, story. We could, yeah. is there any way we can work something out where, know i can get permission to hunt your land i you know i can help around the help around your property i can i can give you free meat whatever it may be and then and then it gets into you know what do you do for work and then you know i'm not gonna lie and say i'm a landscaper you know i you know i am what i am (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, and 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 then relationships relationships have just flourished and um man i treat my i treat my homeowners like like friends and family and and i have really good relationships with all of them um That's so all, yeah,
0: that's all I wanted to know. The reason I'm asking is like I'm down here in Texas, and it's all private, right? There's barely yeah, any public. that's cutthroat. So I'm there, like, really. what's what's kind of the attitude? Is it a, is it a Massachusetts thing? Is it a uh, I live in a liberal thing? state. I live like a in a real good state, strategy right? thing.
1: <laughs> I live in a liberal state. A lot a lot of people don't like police nor hunting, so it's yeah. it's kind of a catch twenty two. You know what I mean? Good point. Um, that's a real good point. You know, but um. So, so Steve, so Steve Cummings, my buddy there, uh, who has all those food plots and, and land. He, he's been very successful in his life hunting. He's a great hunter and a great guy. And he shared me a bunch of, um, pictures of daggers the year before, um, uh, from 2021. And, and he, sh- you know, sure enough, he was over there. So going into the off season, um, after the 2021 season, I was shed hunting again. And I found daggers left side this year. Um, so I got two years worth of it. his antlers, um, uh, from Substantial
0: growth like from one to the other
1: yeah his g3s blew up yeah his g3s just blew up his his uh his brows went down his g3s blew up uh he was a fight. he was definitely a fighter he snapped his g he snapped his brow 2021 in the year i killed him mm-hmm. um, so so i find that that, that
0: sh- alert, by the way
1: yeah so, so <laughs> I, yeah so i find I, I find that shed man and and, and i'm all jacked up and going into this past season was probably the the hardest I, I've ever worked at anything. And, you know, being an athlete and a collegiate athlete, I probably put more into it to hunting than, I, than I've i ever done for, for baseball period. And, um, dude, I would sit out, you want to talk about scouting and stuff, man. I, I man, I knew I had to kill this deer within the first two weeks of the season. I, I knew it. If I didn't kill this deer within the first two weeks of the season, that deer was going to be dead over at Steve's plots 100 he was going to be dead and um this deer you know i would not expect steve to to pass on this buck he was a he was a he's a shooter all day and um yeah real good deer and, and and i knew he was going to be destined to go to those plots because why would they not um you know it just it just made sense so i knew i had to get on this this buck quickly so you know, bless my wife for, for the support that she gives me and my kids and everything like that. Because man, I would sit in my car at nighttime watching these deer and watching them, you know, go from parcel across the street to next parcel to the food plots and back. And man, I had daggers down to a T. Um, I knew there was one spot, there was one piece of property that I tried to gain permission for two years prior 2020 and 2021 i just from e-scouting and looking at the map it just looked like primo bedding it looked like a spot where they, these deer were going to, they were just going to go and hide and hang out for the day and then come out across the road and, and go over to these food plots at night to, to feed i just i knew it i just it, it just it only made sense you know what i mean yeah. and, um, yeah. and i and i had studied so hard and and i'm looking at this and um I ended up going to walk, walk up to the door, um, to ask for permission for the third straight year after being told no. and, and to anyone out there, that's afraid to talk to people and afraid to ask for permission to hunt, man, I, I get told no all the time. Don't let it discourage you. Just, just keep grinding, just keep grinding. Cause you never know what could happen. And, um, going into 2022, I knocked on that door again and to my luck, <laughs> the people that said no, the previous two years moved out and there were new homeowners.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) Ah, there you go.
1: So these people were cool people. And, uh, and they were like, "Yeah, you can go hunt there. You know, go ahead. You can hunt there all you want. So I'm like, all right, cool. So that was a start. Um, so I went back there and hung a couple cameras and, uh, and, uh, man, like three days later, daggers is boom. Like he's there. I'm like, okay. And this, this is like summertime. So, but I, you know, you know you're after the same buck for three years you you had you know little things on these these deer stick out i knew it was him you know and um and he just kept getting bigger and bigger so i'm like all right you know to hunt here i need to get more permission um so i'm at the legal distance from dwellings to be able to hunt here so i ended up getting one two three four i ended up getting four more pieces of property to hunt i ended up getting four more permissions on the four pieces that abutted this one piece so i ended what up getting is the, what
0: is the legal distance 500 uh, feet 500, 500
1: feet, feet. okay Got it. so i ended up getting five total pieces of property um that basically abutted each other to hunt this one parcel to go after daggers um so it was just a lot a lot of work that went into it and and um and it just shows that you know over time it you know it's things take time you know what i mean things take time and uh so man, he's on camera every morning, every evening, man. I have him patterned daylight. It's just, everything's great. Opening day comes around in uh, October and, um, I'm right in that stand where he's been daylight every single day. And, uh, I get in there in the morning and I don't see anything. A couple does, um, but I get down at like 10 o'clock and I head back in for, and I think it was like noon or one o'clock, whatever it may be. Um, I'm a big I, I like, I like sitting all day for the most part. If I get out, I'm just getting out to grab a coffee. But I, I remember going back in there that, that opening day for the evening sit and I'm sitting there and uh, I have a dough just pop out of nowhere to my right. And I'm, I'm watching her and I'm, and she's kind of, she's kind of got me pinned a little bit, but I don't move. And I'm filming at the time, you know, I get it on my YouTube channel and stuff. I'm filming her like as she's watching me. And then all of a sudden I hear like a snap, snap, snap. And just beyond her is Daggers, man. He shows up. He shows up. He's at like 45 yards. He's just sitting there looking at her. Um, How How long had it been since you had seen him in the flesh?
0: Like, what do you mean? Like, 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 like you're, you're looking at daggers. Like, I know you've seen lots of pictures of daggers. Yeah. You've got camera pictures of daggers. How long yeah. had it been since you'd actually seen him? Um, uh, the, the, so
1: I've only seen him on the hoof. This was my third time. The first time was okay. two, the first time was 2020 from the stand. Gotcha. My second time was sitting in my car as he crossed the road to go to a food plot from the property I was hunting at right now and gotcha. opening day. And then I saw him now, so my heart's pounding. Uh, <laughs> my, 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 my heart's just and and I have I have a skip, I have a doe, and I got um and I got daggers right there. And uh, I'm just thinking he's coming from my right, so I'm thinking, man, this is not going to be an easy shot if he comes in here. Um, but long story short, man, he uh he it, it was only like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It was like thirty minutes after I got in there, um, so he came out for just a just a midday snack and he was eating the maple leaves off the trees and you know just whatever else he was eating for vegetation and he went right back up to uh the oak ridge with some pines and whatnot and bedded down for the rest of the day five thirty rolls around i see him coming from my left now down off that oak ridge and uh right in front of me at like 60 yards is this open like just think of uh just think of like oaks and and saplings all around it's very thick but in the, like yeah. six, 60 yards in front of me due north is um, like a, like probably like a, like a big opening with just a bunch of like tall, like switchgrass and whatnot, just, just there. Um, so he comes from the left off that Ridge and man, I got probably like 30 minutes of footage of this deer, man. He just came in and owned the place. Um, he made scrapes. He's eating maple leaves. He's just tearing the place up in that area, which was 60 yards. So I had no shot. Um, and, uh, this is five 30. So I'm like, this is perfect. The doe was in there too. The doe came right to me and he's watching the doe. I'm like, man, he's going to come right here. This is going to game over, open a day. Right. <laughs> so he's just where he's working the edge of that, uh, that open, like little, uh, switchblade, you know, that, that basically tall grass area. He's just working it and eating and scraping and doing the whole nine yards, man, that grass was probably like chest high. 530 he came in by six o'clock. Dude, he bedded down at 57 yards in front
0: of me. <laughs> yeah. he,
1: bedded, he bedded down on that tall grass and uh he sat there until I had to sneak down out of that stand at 7 30 p.m. God, oh, that's brutal. Yeah. So I'm just watching, I'm watching him, and I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. You kidding. Like, I I honestly wanted to just let one rip. Just like anyone else would want to let one rip. I've been trying to get this buck for three years. This is my third year. He's in front of me at 57 yards. He's been there for two hours. Like, are you kidding me? It was just, uh, it was crazy. But, you know, I just, um, you know, another day, you know, and uh, I, I lowered my bow and snuck down. Good and- for you.
0: That's tough. I'm, I was just thinking, I went to a total archery challenge in, in yeah. San Antonio last weekend. And I don't think I took a shot under that distance all <laughs> weekend. So yeah, yeah. good for you to like have the uh, the like the mental fortitude to go. No, it's not my effective range. That yeah, the- and
1: I, I mean yeah. I'm I'm you know still new new to hunting and stuff. I didn't you know I didn't feel comfortable taking that shot, and yeah. and I didn't want to wound him either, and you know, I wanted a vital hit. And he was kind of like he was laying down with his back to me. Like I got great footage of him. I mean, just unbelievable. It was just a that was a victory for me you know that was a victory it really was yeah. a victory and uh it, it was pretty special but the wind was in my favor I snuck down I got out of there he you know he didn't know anything about it and um October like three days later I, I hunted there again the next day I had a shooter come in to 40 yards he was he was just straight up straight up and down to me and I didn't shoot because it wasn't a good shot I didn't you know and he just kind of walked back to where he came from with a with a skip and skip made him flinch and he he just took off and that was it for that day. And I took the next day off. No, I hunted the next day. I didn't see anything. And then uh, the seventh, uh, well, the night of the sixth, I, I had to work at the PD. I took a detail, an overnight detail. So I got into work late 11 PM or something like that. I can't even really remember. And the detail was supposed to run until like six in the morning. Um, but I always have my hunting stuff in the, in the the uh, in my car. So I remember sitting in my cruiser and like man it would be it was kind of like rainy and drizzly i'm like this would be you know you know tomorrow's gonna be a shitty day anyway it ain't gonna be a good day to hunt it's gonna be in the 70s october 7th it was gonna be so warm i'm like screw it but i knew over the summer there was a swamp that daggers went to quite a bit when it was hot it was probably about a quarter of a mile away from where i saw him opening day and uh I remember July. I set up a set. I, I put a set up in that swamp, man. I I just said, you know I'm gonna put a set in here. I may never use it. I may never sit in this stand at all. But on a hot day, if I get him on camera anywhere near this spot, I'm gonna be in that stand because he's probably gonna bed down in a nice cool place, a wet place, a swampy place when it's warm. Yeah, well. Dude, it's hot as heck that night. I'm sitting in my cruiser and, uh, it's like quarter of five in the morning. They call the detail. I get back to the station by like five fifteen. I put my, my hunting gear on. I ended up, uh, going to hunt. I went right to that swamp on, uh, on seventh, and, um, I never would have, if it wasn't going to be a warm day, I never would have gone there. I, I probably would have taken the day off to be honest. Cause I was, you know, I wanted to be with the family too. You know, I don't want to neglect them. And, but I, I knew, I knew I had to be there. Something told me just go. And and it, it was actually, I got in there later than I even liked to get in there. Like I like to get in the stand like super early. It's just, just what I do. And um, but I remember I got in there a little late. It was like five six o'clock. It was, it was kind of late. And as I'm walking into the swamp on on this little clearing that I made to get in there, um, I jumped a deer. I didn't know what kind of deer it was. I didn't know if it was a doe. I didn't know if it was a buck. It was so dark. I had no clue. But I jumped a deer, and I like to think it was daggers. Um, I I don't know for a fact, but I like to think that. um, But just backtracking, when I was at my detail, I had a camera 800 yards away from this swamp, and daggers showed up on the camera in the oaks. So, Dagger, I knew Daggers was in the area. Okay. So that's why I went to the swamp as well. And it was a hot day. So I get are these I,
0: cellular cameras or are you checking the yeah, cameras?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a cellular camera. Okay. I, I got the picture while I was in my cruiser. And um, I ended up going in the swamp, jumped a deer, didn't know what it was, got into my stand. And, uh, dude, it, by like 7 a.m., it was already super warm. It was like 65 degrees. It was hot, buggy, <laughs> mosquitoes everywhere. It was terrible. <laughs> um and like early season in massachusetts it, you know it can be really warm and and um i remember just sitting there and i'm like man this is like kind of brutal you know what i mean and i, I had my GoPro and i had my phone which is which is a great it's an iphone 13 pro max it's it's, it's great it takes great footage and whatnot and um i just remember um I remember not having my primary camera cause I worked the night before I wasn't even going to hunt and you know, I had no batteries and whatnot, but I remember just sitting there and like nine o'clock rolls around. I didn't see anything. I texted my wife and I'm like, Hey babe, I'm i uh, I'm getting down. I'm going to come home and hang out with you and the kids. And, and we're going to have fun today. Blah, blah, blah. As I, I take my, I take my, um, my arrow out of my bow. I throw it in my quiver and uh, grab my bow. And before I let down my bow, from my stand every single time I do a 360 and I look around. It's just what I do. I always look around because dude, dude, weird shit happens, you know what I mean? So so I just always look and I turned and I just I saw like a leaf. I just saw something just like made my eyes look somewhere. And I looked and I saw like leaves moving, and then I saw an antler. I didn't know what antler it was, I didn't know what deer it was, but I knew it was a buck, and it was an antler. So I sat down, like I texted my wife, I'm like, hey, I'm I'm hanging tight for a little bit. So I don't know what deer it is. And that was at nine. I, the the deer bedded down, whatever the hell deer it was, it was daggers. So 11 (laughs) o'clock, 11 11 o'clock rolls around, man. And, um, I still don't know what deer this is. Like, I don't know. 11 o'clock rolls around and, uh, there's like, like probably like 600 feet, 700 feet away. There's this like old rundown building that it's just, it's vacant. But for some reason that day, landscapers came there to mow the grass. Now that grass is like waist high all summer, but today they wanted to to mow it. So I'm standing there like, oh my God, man, I just waited here. I could have got out of here. I just just waited here. Now these landscapers are coming out here. They're probably going to bump this deer back from where it came from, like a wasted hunt. Well, 1130, 30 minutes later. I see I got my binos out and I see a guy walking down the, the 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 back area to like hit the swamp edge with his weed whacker and I'm like oh shit here we go throw the GoPro on my boat my bow hanger and I'm just like let's see what happens I s all of a sudden he's coming down I see this deer stand up it's daggers I saw him from my eye. I'm, all, I'm like oh my god that's daggers. daggers how far away is daggers right now <laughs> Ninety five yards. Okay. Ah, yeah. No, probably like 90 yards, 85 yards. Okay. Something like that. Um. So I see him. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, please don't go back. To, you know, please don't take a right. Please don't go right. Please don't go right. Come towards me. Come towards me. Well, the way this landscape was coming, he, he must've been angled perfectly because dagger stood up and he slowly started walking down to like this little Creek. Now, earlier in the summer, I specifically loaded that Creek with a bunch of saplings. I cut a bunch of saplings to make them come towards my stand. Um, to make these deer funnel through my, you know, funnel over the Creek through it, through a clear cut right to my stand. So he goes down to that Creek and sure as shit, dude, he leaps right over the Creek, right where I clogged that run. And he comes right down the run, right towards my stand. And I mean, dude, I remember I just saw in the video on YouTube, you hear me saying, I'm like, it's daggers, here he comes. And I I just, I pull back. I already knew the, I already knew the distance of where that, that run was. It was 21 yards, 22 yards. I just pulled back as soon as I saw his antlers, I saw his body. I just went, Matt, he stopped. And I just, I smoked him, dude. And, and oh, uh, man. I smoked him, and uh, he went about 60 yards. Obviously, I didn't know that until you know I got out of the woods right away to give him time to to expire and call my dad and call my buddy Nate August, my buddy Jake Bennett, and Ryan Young was there, Joe Hall was there, Chris Keckler was <laughs> there, all, all these guys that I love, they're good friends, and they're part of my journey too. And called my wife obviously right away. Called my wife from the stand; she's the first i first person I always call. And my dad ended up coming, and uh, man, it was uh, it was bittersweet. We dragged him out. He he dressed at a. Uh, we thought it was 196 the scale was wrong he dressed at 206 um, Ooh. october 7th he dressed at 206 still had his summer fur and uh man he was uh he was great he's also he's also on the wall upstairs in the, in living, room, the living room that's
0: yeah. awesome man that's cool you know what's funny is i uh i often when i'm like talking to the, my podcast guests before i'm like gritty details i want the gritty details like yeah what i love about this story is that like you put so much effort into the gritty details that you didn't miss anything like you didn't skip over you were tired that was awesome Ty. man that's i'm so i'm so happy to finally hear that story i was paying attention when you killed it in october and i've just been waiting to hear this story so i i deliberately ignore all of these stories (laughs) and and, and, like try not to learn too much if i know someone's going to come on and tell me so that Thank you man. That that was great. Uh, thank you. And, uh, and dude that's so cool that you put in all that effort, you know. What what do you was, do now? Uh, three, three years of like chasing that deer. What's next? Uh, I have another <laughs> you deer. Other, you got a couple others on on the camera you you've got named out.
1: I have uh, yeah, I got one deer on our on our on our uh, family property that uh, I've been watching for 3 years. This will be the 3rd year, so hopefully uh, hopefully I can lay him down. Oh, man, that's cool. That's but i mean dude it's just it's just fun man i love it man and my son's five years old and man he's been shooting his bow since he was three he just um man dude i don't know man i it's just um you know i what just uh, what do
0: he got for him because my son's four and yeah i one of those like bear bows you know that's what like he the, should, the, that's the bright orange
1: that, ones yeah my son shoots one of the bear the bear youth bows it's uh i think it's called like brave or something like that um he yeah. shoots the black one and it's adjustable from eight pounds to 25. I just left it on 25 pounds, man. And he just, he pulls that sucker back. And, uh, he just loves it, dude. He just, yeah. and it's something that, you know, me and my dad were talking about the other day while we we're Turkey hunting. And, and, uh, you know, he, he kinda, he kinda had like a little tear in his eye and stuff. And he's like, you know, what what you're doing with Beckett is, is everything I wish I could have done with you. And, and, yeah. um, you know, and, um, You know, to all the listeners out there and people that are in the same situations or, you know, may may think that somebody doesn't love them or, you know, isn't there for them or doesn't want to be there for them. You know, you don't know that until you truly get that answer from that person. So, you know, if if, if you have a if you you do have that, you know, thought to reach out to somebody, just do it. Just do it.
0: Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Another question I have for you it's a little off line of that beautiful message you just had but like where did you where did you pick up all of these skills like where did you learn to pattern to to do all of the things that you did was that youtube was that your your father what like where did you pick that up or is that just sort of like naturally you thought about it so much that you were like this makes sense to me and it just worked out that way
1: man i just um there's a lot of work, um, as you know. I mean, there's so much work. There's so much self-initiative work that goes involved into this. And it's, you know, just going to places you don't want to go or you don't think you can go and just boots on the ground and, and really just learning firsthand. But um, I watch YouTube all the time. I, I research things all the time. Like, I mean, the the internet is is beautiful thing. But one thing that truly, you know, a lot of people are afraid to reach out to people man, I've reached out to the best hunters, you know, around here in Massachusetts and you'd be surprised how many people are very willing to help you and, and, and to help you. And I mean, just to name a few, you know, like Jake Bennett, he, he's, he's a, he's a great hunter and he's one of my mentors, Nate August, you know, Jeff Doyle, Trevor Berwick, Steve Mardick. Um, you know, there's just so many people that I, 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 you know, I can't even Steve Reese. There's so many people that I want to just, you know, scream out to Pat Burns, but, um, these guys, I mean, just i'm very outgoing and and i feel like picking the brain of a bunch of good hunters is is what's going to make somebody a truly great balanced hunter and and that's really what i'm trying to do and and uh and whatnot but boots on the ground man awesome. boots on the ground being in the woods that, that, that's your best bet to become a better hunter see it see okay. it for yourself
0: yeah no man that's uh i, I agree with you 100 like started this podcast. i no one has said no. Everybody's like, hell yeah. I'd love to talk. I'd love to tell some stories. Like everyone wants them to do that. Now the, what I need to do is start a second podcast. It's like how to, because I've, <laughs> I am very strict with this podcast. It's not about all that. It's about just hearing great stories. Yeah. Um, but everyone I've ever talked to with all of these stories, I'm sure has a million things to share about just like helping the next hunter go along with it. So I think, I think, I think you're right, man. Just don't be afraid to, to ask someone and uh, yeah. you know, get, get after it. Right.
1: Man. And you're doing a great job with the podcast. I mean, I I listen to your stuff all the time. So your podcast podcast is great. And um, yeah, I mean, if there's any message I can give to anybody, I mean, feel free to reach out to me, you know, through Instagram and, you know, follow me on Instagram or Facebook, whatever it may be, you know, I'm pretty easy to find and I'm always willing to talk and and help out and and also learn because I'm still learning, man. I'm going on year (laughs) four.
0: Right you're you're greener than i am you know, <laughs> i figured it out so well this is awesome ty so i don't know if you have any other stories that you want to share if not you've been amazing the i think yeah. you've given some really good ones and i only ask for an hour every time and that's where we're at so um if, you, if, if it, you don't want to share any others nothing comes to mind then why don't you tell the people where they can find you
1: um this one story i just want to share just quickly okay. it just it just, it just happened it just happened last week man um okay uh, I took my son Beckett, uh, last year when he turned four years old in April, uh, I took him turkey hunting and said, I'd get him a turkey and it, it did not work. And we filmed the whole thing out and, you know, he, he went kind of viral for crying at the end and whatnot. And I just told him, I said, Hey dude, it's, it's going to happen one day. Don't worry about it. And, uh. My whole goal going into 2023, I don't care if I shoot a deer, man. My whole goal going into 2023 was to get that boy a damn turkey in the blind with me as a spectator. That's all I wanted to do, and that's all I wanted to do for him. And uh, this kid this kid eats and breathes it better than me. He loves it more than me. The, the, there's yeah. just, his, pas- his passion and love for the outdoors is is unmatched. And uh, dude, the other day, uh, I went out opening day solo because he had school. Um, the second day of the season in Massachusetts, I was like, let's go back. He had the day off from school. I took him into the blind kids, five years old, turned five, April 22nd. He woke up at three 45 in the morning with me, um, <laughs> walked out to the blind man was quiet, was still did an amazing job. I'm so proud of him. And, uh, two hens came through, walked right by us in the blind. Didn't see us. He didn't, he, he, he was really good. Stayed quiet, stayed still. Two Jakes came through. We let them pass and then a Tom came, came right behind them. I shot the Tom at 21 yards with the arrow, uh, with the bow and, and dropped him like instantly. And then, uh, another jake came through and I shot the Jake with a bow too. And, and I doubled up with the little guy. So uh.
0: that, that, that's, that, that's
1: probably, that's that right there. As quickly as that story was told, that was probably the best hunt of my life.
0: That's so awesome, man. That's so yeah. awesome. My, my little guy, he's, uh, he's four. So about a year younger, Yep. Maybe, maybe a little less than a year younger than your guy. But uh, I'm, I'm determined to get him out this year. Uh, I just need to find access. Like, I've been Western, big game. It's hard to, you know, take your son elk hunting when he's three or four. Right. Um, but now that I'm in Texas, I'm trying to get this lease. As soon as I get that lease, that guy's coming hog hunting with me, and I, I can't wait. And, and I, I hope he's okay with me shot, not shooting the animal in the face, because whenever I talk to him <laughs> about hunting... He's like, "Oh, we'll shoot that deer in the face," and I'm like, oh, yeah. "Well, no." But he's he's so fired up, man, and that's that's, that's awesome. awesome to hear. That's so it, awesome to hear. And it that's what it's all excited.
1: about. It's it's all about the next generation, dude, and bringing those bringing those those kids up, and and you know, putting them around what we're doing yeah. because it's a great thing to do.
0: I agree 100, percent man. And it's not about like it's not about harvesting. It's about being there. It's about sure. being in the blind with the, with the little man or the little little lady or whoever it is that you're bringing with them. Um, it's something that I've recently been like, well, I'm like, I suck at hunting. I'm not very good at it. I don't ever harvest anything. So I don't want to ruin that opportunity by bringing my son. And I'm like, well, yeah, I do. Because I, that, that's how I'm going to get him addicted to it. That's how I'm going to get him uh, excited yeah. about it. And that's how I'm going to spend a lot of great weekends in the future. Um, 100%, man. It's all about members. So, it's all oh, about man. Members. well, that was a good, that was a good quick one. And I appreciate you sharing it. That one was as good as all the rest. So, um, cool Ty. Well, let's, let's tell the people where they can find you and then let's wrap this thing up get you back to yeah that. sure
1: you, you got you, you guys can uh, you can find me on instagram ty forbes hunting um and facebook tyler forbes um that's pretty much where you can find me you can also find me on youtube uh tall pines media uh it's basically just a small little youtube channel for you know just some of the harvests that i've had and some of the things that i've put together you know with my son with my dad and and all my my solo hunts and whatnot
0: Awesome man. Well, I'll put all that stuff in the show notes. So if anyone listening just wants one click, there it is. Uh, but Ty, thank you, man. This was fun. This was everything that the uh, the the wait was worth it. Is what I'll say, man. So thank dude,
1: you. it's a blast, and yeah, the weight was definitely worth it, man. It's <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to get back on with you.
0: Yeah, but yeah, uh, maybe maybe when you get a couple more years and under your belt, I didn't know you were so green. And we, I think we just <laughs> took all your stories. <laughs> I'm just kidding but yeah man we'll, we'll definitely have you back especially the way that you go after it I have no doubt that uh, you'll have plenty of stories for us to, to hear in the future
1: thanks man I appreciate it thanks for having me on yeah have a good one
0: All right, guys, that's it. Another couple stories in the books. I want to thank Ty, of course, for coming on the podcast. Obviously, it took us a long time to get this thing recorded, and uh, he surprised me with some amazing stories and just flat out the information that he is basically a brand-new hunter. So it's super cool to hear someone dive into it the way that he has um, and be as successful as he has. So thanks again, Ty, for coming on and sharing your stories. Um, That's for you listeners. Thank you guys again for tuning in. And do it without you guys. Um, and like I said earlier, please share the podcast, uh, follow us on Instagram, check out the show notes, and follow Ty as well. Um, but that's it, guys. I'm not going to talk your ear off. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. And now you guys get out there and make some stories of your own. Thank you.